Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Still here with Matt Edmonds. Ah, it's Private Parts. I was about to do a little intro and I forgot what it was. What is it? Oh, this is the podcast where nothing's off limits. It's go. good that you yeah. like that. Yeah. I forgot it. You're only about 700 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a new, it's a it's new a catchphrase. New, oh, fine. Okay. Thousands it's of pounds are spent on that. Yeah. And he's absolutely <laughs> spaffed it up the wall. Yeah. We've got a new green screen as well, yeah. actually. So. <laughs> I don't know why he messed Just up. Just love spending money. Yeah. He loves it. But um, so I was going to say, my, you know, I get really bad anxiety. And actually what I find quite cathartic is talking about these sorts of things. And this is why I really enjoy um, talking about it on the podcast because I find it such a way to release stuff. But my, when I get my anxiety, when my anxiety is really heightened and it's, it's really sort of got its grip on me, as soon as that releases, I almost get a low mood after that because mm. my adrenaline's almost dropped down. Do you ever get things like that? Yeah, so my my uh almost every low mood I've I've ever experienced has been triggered by something that's had that domino effect anxiety thing. And they can be very very silly things like oh I sent an email and the person replied in a way that makes me think that they don't like me and oh yes. my god it's ah and then it cascades from there or like uh Oh, I've been, I've had it before where I've been working on a project and then a similar thing gets commissioned elsewhere and you're like, oh no, well, my idea's never going to happen. In my brain, that idea was the thing that was going to set me up for life. Oh God, what's going to happen? All, all those sorts of things. So, um, and, and then it's, 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 it is, it's not even rare. It doesn't happen for me that I just wake up one day and I'm like, I'm down. There's always a trigger, trigger. Mm. always something that's like, uh, and, 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 and it and spirals off. And that's where the, intercepting that recognizing oh i've got that thing where i'm like i've got anxiety coursing through my body mm. so my options are i can sit and play the game with my own head of what ifery or i can just do something else <laughs> that's a good game show actually. yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got to hear you don't understand how matt's board games all of his ideas they're just insane firstly you, you you teed us up for it so and, and knock it out of the park what did you do with the music so um so I, I never 
I'd never done anything musical before. I mean, I can barely clap in time. I always got told off in the audience of the X Factor by the guy who's doing the warm up because I was clapping out of time. You know when everyone's like, hey, hey, and I was off beat. And he came on and he was like, mate, you're, throw you're throwing everyone off. And so my rhythm is quite bad. Um, and obviously play songs on the radio and like, like yeah. obviously like music. I wouldn't be doing the job I'm doing if I didn't. Can't sing, never learned an instrument. And I had this experience, and uh, I reckon Jamie's absolutely going to relate to this. I relate, I'm relating to you everything relate, you're yeah, saying. And I'm, it's like I'm trying to steal your thunder, but I'm not. Uh, no, I, I had this experience where I, I went for the radio to a, uh, to a recording studio. You know the guy, Example, the music, musician? Yeah. So I went to, he had a studio uh, over in uh, Wandsworth, and this guy, Andy Sheldrake, who's his producer, who's a very unassuming but incredibly talented man. Mm. And uh, we were doing a joke song for the radio. And I went in... And uh, uh, Elliot, example, was running a bit late. So I was there with Andy and I was like, look, here's the, here's the thing. We've got this, this, this kid sent in like them going, duh, 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 duh. we're going to turn it into a song. And he loaded in this file of this kid going, duh, 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 duh. and then he turned to a synthesizer next to him and he <laughs> played one note, right? One bass note. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, it's a song. Oh my God. And then he played another note. And I was like, oh my God, it's a song. And then he added a kick drum. Doom, 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 doom. I was like, oh my God, we're in a wreck. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can hear this thing that's doing like a. And he's like, yeah, that's, a, that's an arpeggiator. Mm -hmm. Let me put it in. And so he put it in. And I was like, oh my God, I've been chasing this feeling my whole life of. I've thought of a thing and it's in the real world. And you know what it's like, right? You think, oh, I want to do a sweet company. It takes years to do. Yeah. You've got to go and make the sweets. Or I want to make a TV show. Oh, I've got to hire like a hundred people and make a TV show. And I'm going to have to compromise along the way. Or I want to make a podcast. Oh God, I've got to get all these people in a studio and all that sort of stuff. I have to get Alex Mitten involved. Whereas this, is, this was like, I think it, and it exists, like a second later. I just thought of like, oh, can I have a string, some strings that go, dum, 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 dum. And he's like, and he's like, sure, in it comes. And I was like, oh my God, this is like crack to me. Yeah, yeah. This is, it's that instantaneous, instantaneous yeah. like, gratification it's, it's, that comes there. It's the, it's the download, like, you know, for me making a board game, I can get it out of my head in 12 hours, but then I've got to, I've got to, get it to a distributor. I've got to get pitch it into retailers. I've got to get it manufactured. It's going to be in a boat for three months. By that point, it's like, oh God, it's not, I'm bored I'm of it less right excited yeah. by this now. <laughs> Whereas this is like, think it and it appears. It's like, it's, it's like magic. Wow. And so I left there and, and he, he said the worst thing that anyone could ever say to me, which he, he said, because uh, I wrote all the lyrics for this, this song. Mm. He said, have you done this before? I was like, no. And he goes, you're really good at that. The the lyrics, the melody. He was like, not many people can do that. You really, you should do this again. And I was like, cool. Well, I'm free tomorrow. Shall I come back? <laughs> and he that said, was liquid gold to you. Yeah. Wasn't it? And he yeah. said, he said, uh, I mean, yeah, you can if you want. So I went back the next <laughs> no, day without example there, with just me and this producer. And I was like, so tell me everything. I'm here to, I'm here to absorb everything about this. And then I, I bothered this guy. And this guy's got a job, right? I bothered, bothered him maybe every day for about three months where I was like, when can I come in this week? He's like, I'm actually quite busy on a project. I'm mixing a record. Can I come and watch you do it? And so I'd sit there in this room and I'd just watch him do stuff. And so I'd say, annoying. what's that? And he'd be like, it's an equalizer. It's an EQ. What does it do? Oh, it's sort of, it's quite hard to explain what it does, but okay, here's the explanation. And everything he put on, every, every single thing, I was like, I have to learn this. And I, I, I went 
So, wow. I fell so hard in love with it. I was like, I need to learn how to do this. And so from that point, every day I was like, all I did was watch YouTube videos of mm. like nerds saying, here's how a compressor works. And uh, I was like, cool, well, I'm going to learn all this stuff. And, and again, remember, I can't play an instrument and I can't, I, I don't know what wow. music, I don't I know any music, but I was like, I'm going to make a song. I'm going to start making some songs here. And so, and then lockdown happened and I thought, well, I've been looking for some time for this. <laughs> Suddenly I've got some. Suddenly I've loads. The universe has delivered some time. Why <laughs> don't I me. try this? Yeah. And so in probably... In your head, were you like, this is a sign. Well, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, 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 I, at that point, I was like, and I was definitely sort of in a, maybe a more of an up phase. <laughs> You're in a flow stage. I was like, why don't I? I was like, I'm never going to do this unless um, my feet are held to the fire. Why don't I DM? loads of pop stars and see if they want to make a song with me. And so I did. And amazingly, they said yes. No way. And so I recorded it as a podcast called Not Another Love Song. And I made an album from never writing anything before. I made an album in lockdown with 10 of the best pop stars in Britain. No so way. people like James Arthur, Griff, Holly Humberston, Becky Hill, Sigrid, all of them came on. And, that is amazing. And, and, yes. we, and I didn't even know if I could write a song because I'd never done it before. We wrote a song together. So you hear us chatting, mm. writing a song. And then I went off and produced it, having never produced a song before. And the first one I did was with Maisie Peters. And it took me three months to make because I didn't like the, the song. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing. Imagine you've ne you don't know what you're doing, right? Never done it before. It's like someone saying, go and build a conservatory from scratch off YouTube. <laughs> and I promised Maisie Peters in three months that there's going to be a conservatory. Uh, so, so, uh, so I did that. And, and then, of course, once you've done one, you're like, okay, I'll, I, the next one I'm takes a month. I'm pretty good at this now. Well, the next one takes a month and the next one takes two weeks. And mm. then the last one took a day, you know. Uh, and, so, um, and so, yeah, that was... And that, that is that, amazing. That really helped with the anxiety because I was like, well, at any point I'm feeling anxious, I was like, cool, I'll just go and work on this song. Did, did you release them? Yes, yeah, so it was well, not as an album, but it's, okay. you can hear them all in the podcast. So, you, so you you hear us having a chat like we are yeah, now, yeah. and then there's uh, that's a really clever and then podcast. You hear us writing the song, and it, it was about it had to be about something that had come up in conversation, mm -hmm. and it had to be something they'd never written about before. So the, all the songs are kind of wow. stupid. So there's like one about. Um, a dishwasher that I did with Tom Walker. Tom Grennan's one's about high intensity training. Becky Hill's one's about Dr. Pimple Popper, the woman who pops uh, spots on TikTok. Um, and uh, what's it called? The podcast? It's called Not Another Love Song. That is genius. Thanks. Thanks. I don't know, that, that needs way more. Well, we're talking about it now. No, I know, but that is a fantastic way to not only I, I always think combining different things how do you and you're combining so many different mm. mediums together to create well it's a thing that i've never heard before which is yeah. two people that don't know, know each other collaborating on something and trying to make it good and you know what collaborations like you um you know sometimes you don't think the other person's idea is very good no. so you try and build on it and then they try and build on that and it's it's a very democratic process where the best idea comes to the top and that I've sort of captured that process because even though we're writing a joke song, they want it to be good because mm. they've got to go and record a vocal and send it to me and I want it to be good. And, um, and you, so you hear that and then you also hear me going, right, well, how do you make a house record or how do you make a kind oh of like acoustic, uh, acoustic record and all the stuff I've learned along the way because I didn't, you know, genuinely had no idea. I think that's genius. Honestly, I truly believe what the appetite for people right now um, is 
that, that everyone goes, I don't actually mind the word people. I hate the word. That journey. You want to take people on a journey, mm. right? This is why people like true crime or they like, uh, you know, Tinder Swindler stuff. Because you're being led on this sort of authentic, real journey that's going on. That podcasting is going down that route of, and you've done exactly that. You 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 have a beginning, middle, and end. Hopefully, the end's going to be great. Or if it isn't great, no, that ends. What, what makes that, it even better? That's the thing, because at the end, because I, I, I would not let anything go out. That I mean, I spent literally two years working on it, so I would not no, let right. anything go out that I thought sucked. And sometimes I listen back to it. I'm like, oh, I wish I'd EQ'd that differently, or I wish I'd done something slightly differently. But but. I, for, for who I was and the, the skills that I had at that time, mm. it's like an amazing record of my growth, wow. song to song. Yeah. Do you think you're a perfectionist? Yeah, 100%. Without a doubt. Is, 100%. Does that get in the way sometimes? Uh, sometimes. I, I, I've, I've sort of hit a thing this year where there's too much going on. So I'm like, I'm a good ideas person. And I'm sometimes a good executor, but I'm much better at going, I've had the idea, I've sold the idea, let me find someone more talented to do the thing. Mm. And um, that's hard if you're a control freak, because you're, you, you sometimes think like, I want to do it. But like, I've got, um, I've got a TV show in production, that's an idea of mine, me and my mate from school, we came up with an idea and, and got it away. But it's like right now, people are making decisions about it in another place that isn't here. Yeah. And I'm going to have to pop in and see them and say, so, how's my baby doing? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Clutching your keyboard. Yeah. Ah. And, and, and I'm le- this year is my, my year of trying to learn to let go. And like the same with the board you game, to, same yeah. with the board games thing. Like I set up in lockdown, same time as making this album, set up a board games company. And my brother-in-law went yesterday and did like a distribution deal for it because I Matt, couldn't do it. Dude, honestly, congrats. Thanks. Most people go, oh, I go, okay, I'm okay. I don't really know what I'm going to do. They have ideas and they go, oh, and everyone always goes, ah, I had that idea. Mm. People who actually go and do it are the ones who succeed. Firstly that, but secondly, um, yeah, I, I, for, coming from a bit of a control freak as well, th- you have to let other people take over. And that is the hardest thing. One of the hardest things for me ever was to hire a PA. Mm. I have someone called Freya now. <laughs> it's been a tough I mean, life. That's the most stimulating thing ever. That's so ridiculous. It's, it's he's sad. had his struggles, are, are you, guys. Are you okay? No, You're right. No, one of the one hardest, hardest things, things ever. Right, right, right. Why, was, it, why was it so hard? No, yeah. but okay. Come on. I, do, I need, do I need to bring in a synthesizer and get a tiny violin up? <laughs> Play some strings for me. Let's go. Yeah. Um, no, my point was, it's not the hardest thing ever, but it was it was difficult because... <laughs> Please I, can we put some slight really low violin music to them? <laughs> but the point, no, it's more the point that it was, it was the fact that I was letting someone else control a bit of my life. Mm. And that's what a PA does. They they book things, they sort things, they tell you yes and no, they say are what. You, are you saying as though we wouldn't know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck one, you guys. One, one I would, I'd love a PA. I would absolutely love a PA. Shut so up. Good. You can all have one. If you're struggling, by all means, I'm happy to take some of your PA's time. Yeah. <laughs> I've got quite a, lot, quite a lot that I've got going You've on. You've got a lot going on. You should. But, it's, but it was more the fact that I'm a bit, I'm a control freak. And so I thought I could do the job better than anyone else. Mm. And, and, and actually, the um, sort of road to success in a certain way is believing, realizing that actually you're not the best person to do every job yeah. and de- and dedicating jobs to other people to do. So with your TV show idea, it's so true. You go, well, that's my baby. They're doing it wrong. And how they're doing this. And you can get really irritated and annoyed, but actually you have to have the faith that they're doing it right. Yeah. Well, for me, like the, the idea of collaboration has been a, a, a big shift for me in the last couple of years because mm. I was very like, singular in what I was doing. And, mm. it, and it came from, I think, back in the day, like early part of my career, 
I worked for this company called Holy Moly and I, I did all their video stuff and all I did everything. Like I remember I, Holy Moly. I did all, I booked the guests, I did the interviews, I did the edit and I love being in control of the edit because it's like, if I make a stumble or something I don't like, I'll be like, cool, I can spend an hour <laughs> borrowing like a frame from there and a frame from here to make a perfect blend so it seems like I've not messed up. <laughs> and it was like, as you know, I had just ultimate control over it and I found it hard going to Radio 1. It's like, oh, here's a producer. I was like, why do I need a producer? Yeah. I been producing myself for five years and then you realize oh no actually it's great to collaborate and then when molly joined the show it was like oh my god it's so much better having someone else here mm. to to spark off and uh, collaborate with and then when the the board games thing came out because I, I i invent i've invented them for years and i've always licensed them out to other companies and that's been okay because it's like okay i've given you the idea and and they've always done an amazing job at doing it and it was like i don't have to think about it but when it was like, oh, it's my own, I'm going to do it. It was really, I, I would never have got it off the ground if my brother-in-law hadn't said, you know, all those ideas you got sat in that box there. What about if I did it? Did it? Mm. And I was like, okay, the, fine. The board games are just fascinating. And I remember speaking to you a few years ago about it because I, there's a, um, you, you work with a company I think called Big Potato. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they, they license a couple of my, a couple of mine. Couple of years, but now you realize that actually the, the real sort of, uh, owning the whole thing and doing it all. What is your? What is the company called that you've just set up? It's called Format <laughs> Games. And can you explain the, the the games that you come up with are wild. <laughs> like it, it's almost like you've gone into a room and gone, Wah! and then it sort of comes together. Well, that's probably your flow state that you've gone yeah, into. Yeah, it's it's a hard one to explain how you come up with an idea for anything. I think, and often it's like the the nugget of the idea materializes and you think, oh, that's good, but it's not complete yet. Mm -hmm. And for me, it can be like two weeks later or two years later, when suddenly the other half of it comes, you're like, boom, that's it. Those two ideas, those two bits together make a whole idea. And then at that point, it feels like it already exists. And I just have to, I'm just the person bringing it to life. So yeah, with the, um, with the, the games company, again, it started in lockdown as a sort of weird experiment. And it was just a way to keep myself busy because I had I make a show called Dress to Impress, which is like a d dating show shot in shopping centres. Mm. And because of COVID, we were about to do a series of it. It went away. So I, all the time I was about to do, spend on that, I now had clear in my diary. And I thought, God, if I sit at home, I'm going to go insane. Mm. So I, that's when I thought, well, I'll make an album. Great. That'll cover some of the time. And then the rest of the time I thought, well, I'll do the board. I'll try and do one of these board games. And had this idea, which had been sat in a drawer for years that I'd never done anything with, called uh, Ansagrams or Ansagrams, which is like, an answer and an anagram. Very, very simple quiz idea, trivia game, where you'd be, you'd ask five questions, you'd only write down the first letter of the answer. And then you'd have, you know, five letters written down, which you'd unscramble countdown mm. conundrum style to make a word. Whoever gets the word first wins a card. Great. I was like, that's a good format there. Let's do it. So I just, I thought, well, I'll see if I can write it. So I wrote it in like two days. And, um, and, uh, and I'd done that pre-lockdown. I just had it in a drawer. And my my brother-in-law ran a cleaning company, which also w didn't wasn't on the first. You remember the first lockdown? Like mm. you couldn't see anyone do anything, mm. so you couldn't send cleaning cleaning people out to people's homes. So he was like, "Oh man, I need something to do." And I said, "Well, I got this game," and he said, "Okay, if I can figure out how to get it made, if you can if you can design it, because yeah. he's not a technical guy, nor am I really." I was like, "I reckon I can learn this on YouTube." So I I, wow. I, I learned um, Illustrator, you know, mm. Adobe Illustrator off the internet. Are you, that is, 
What? But it's it's all there. No, it, I know, but it's the dedication to the... T- well, I like the trial and error of it. I like going into the software and going, I don't know what to do, but I reckon that button's got a pen on it, so I reckon that might make me draw something. And you spend an hour messing up, and you're like, oh, now I know what... It, oh, you watch a YouTube video. I like, know I know what that does. Mm. Okay, well, I've, I've now been able to draw a circle. Okay, well, now I need some words on there. Okay, well, that one's got... That's the... That's a T, that's a font thing. And so, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was stressful because mm. I didn't know what I was doing. And I would not, I would not ask anyone else for help on it. I was like, mm. I'm going to just do it. And it took maybe a month to make this answergram game. And if you saw it, you go, how did that take a month? It's quite a simple design. Wow. But we, we got it made, got it manufactured, and we, we, uh, we went to sell them. We tried to sell them on Amazon. Yeah. And Amazon was like, hey, you're a new company, so we don't trust you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> also, um, it's Christmas, so uh, we're, we're our, our shelves are full. And also, we're in a pandemic, so everyone's using Amazon. So you can stock 20 of your product with us. <laughs> and we were like, ah, we've ordered thousands. <laughs> Minimum order would have been three. three. What, what are we going to do here? So we put some of them on Amazon, and every time we put 20 up, boom, they'd go. They'd go. Wow. And Amazon, the Amazon algorithm goes, okay, people want this game. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, the next day, like, it will take 50. Boom, 50 go. Okay, well, the next day, you can have 200. Boom, 200 go. So the next day, you can have, all right, we'll give you 500. And then, but it, we, we couldn't get enough. So we sold them via Etsy to yeah. begin with. And my brother-in-law did all of the distribution from his kitchen. So he was like, literally printing off people's addresses, sticking them on envelopes, and going to a post office That's with like fun. bags of thousands of games and holding up the post office queue at Christmas when oh, people were trying to send stuff. And he was like there at the post office for two hours <laughs> as they're like, there's another game. Yeah, and another one. Yeah, and another one. And another one. Because we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and, then, and then off the back of that, we were like, okay, we'll get a, we'll get a distributor and we'll, we'll figure it out. And it went from like this little accidental fun project to, oh my God, now we're running this business. Well, so how many, how many games have you sold now? So we're just about to sell 100,000 games. That wow. is phenomenal. Yeah. And that's just in the UK. We've just done a deal with America now. Oh my God. And, and then, so they're going, they're going over there. And we have seven games now. So that was, that was only a year and a half ago, Answer Grounds. So since then, we did a game called So Wrong It's Right, which became one of the top 10 best-selling games in the country last year. Um, we did a game called Egg Slam, which I invented with yeah. my daughter, Ivy. Um, and then this year, we've got three new ones coming out. So we've got a game called Noggin, which is, and I swear to God, the best game I've ever played. And I know I came up with it, but honestly, it's <laughs> the best it. game I've ever played. I could play it all day, every day. It's, it's the best game you'll ever play. Can you give us an insight into what it is? Yeah, so it, it's not sexy to describe, but once you play it, it's amazing. Mm. So imagine that we all get a little stack of cards mm. and those cards are full of letters of the alphabet and then these action cards. And there are three piles and we're all going to deal cards onto these piles. So it'll be like, you know, you deal a J, I deal an A, you deal an M, I deal a B. So let's say, for the sake of it being easy, that we land and it's, it's an M for Matt, an A for Alex, and a J for Jamie, right? And the, um, the one of these action card comes out and it goes on top of the M. So now we're just left with a J and an A. Now that action card is going to ask us, there are seven action cards, going to ask us to do something with the letters J and A. So mm. it might say, come up with um, a word that starts with a J and ends with an A. So like... Um, uh, mm, that's a Jakarta. One. Yeah, perfect. Sorry. Great. So you would say Jakarta and you would win that card. Mm. But let's say that same J and A are out and another action card comes out. Now it wants one where a J and an A are in the middle of a word. Oh my God, this is amazing. And, and then maybe another card comes out and it wants uh, a word that doesn't have a J or an A in it. 
Oh my God, I freaking love this. Or another one comes out and he wants a celebrity with the initials AJ or JA, James Arthur. AJ Tracy. AJ Tracy. It no, doesn't Anthony work. Joshua. Anthony Joshua. Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. Whoever gets there first. Oh my God, let's play. Or a card would come out and it'd say, it would say, give me two words that have a connection, one beginning with J and one beginning with A. So you could say like, uh, jumper arm, because you put your <sighs> arm into a jumper. Then it might say, the card come out saying, give me two words that don't have a connection. So you might say, uh, uh, jungle and America because there isn't a, a jungle in America. Or there's another car that might come out and say, give me a description of uh, something that starts with a J and an A. So you might say like uh, a jumping alpaca or an angry oh my God, this is joystick. How, how do you... So what, what's the aim of the game? So the aim, of the, game, the aim of the game is as these action cards come out, the first person to think of it, so say J.A. comes out and you yeah. say Anthony Joshua, you win that action card. So and whoever's got the most action cards at the end wins the game. So simple. So simple. Honestly, it's it's the most intense, brilliant. It takes like ten minutes to play, but then you want to go again, and no game's ever the same. I, how, what makes a good game? So for me, it's not something that's uncomplicated. That I, I can explain the rules to you, like you just imagined playing mm -hmm. Noggin, and now we could play it. Something that's so simple, you're like, oh, it's a quiz that leads to an anagram. Great, got it. The last thing I want is someone opening one of my games up and going, oh my god, look how long these instructions yeah. are. Oh, someone's got got the job of like, oh, I've got to explain this to mm. my friends. I want it to be the, the like simplicity and that it's like snackable. I want it to be a thing where we're not invested for two hours in this thing. Like, it's not like, oh, let's get Monopoly out. We're going to be here for days. It's, we can play this for 10 you minutes and if we love it, we'll play another round. You need round. to be able to play a hammered, basically. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Okay, but then um, what is, the, none of your games, what's the greatest game? ever invented? Oh, now that's an interesting one. Um, obviously, Noggin is the answer. Um, the <laughs> none greatest, of your games. You're not none right. of my games. The greatest game ever invented. I'm going to give you two answers. I, I, can I say one of them? Go on. Uno. Uno's a great game. It is a great game. Yeah, can I, I give you another one? one of yeah, go on. Boggle. <laughs> you've got a very mainstream taste, Oh Jamie. my God, what are your little... Oh, Let's, I want to hear some your niche, edgy ones. Some niche, so, East so niche games. Uh, okay, there are... Okay, here's one. Linky. Linky's great. If you like Linky, you like Answerground. It's basically the same thing. You played Snap. Snap is good. Sorry. It's a public school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so some if people want to try a game that is that is if you want to go, this is the opposite of what I just said, right? If you want one that's like crazy rules, mm. but once you get into it, it's amazing. There's a game called Cult Express, and it is, it's, oh god, it sounds so bad when I explain it. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's set in a western on a train, two levels of a train. You have a train in three D that you build, and you are a bandit against loads of other bandits trying to gain treasure and money and gems and things that have been scattered around this train. But the whole idea is you you sort of code your scene and then you act it out. Mm. So I'd be like, I'm going to jump from this carriage to that carriage. I'm going to try and punch someone if they're in that carriage. And if I punch them, they're going to drop some money and I'm going to pick that money up. But you're that other person. It's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle. But but you're trying to play against what you think other people will do. So I'll be like, I think think Jamie's probably going to go for that that gemstone. He's laying his car before me. I think he's going to pick it up. I know if I throw a punch, I'll hit him. He'll drop that gemstone. And so on my next go, I might do it. But he might know I'm going to throw a punch. So he might then lay his next card as, oh, I'm going to pick up a thing. So it's like this psychological chess. It's it's a game of chess, but happening in this 3D train. The rules, though, are painful. Sounds very flow state. <laughs> okay. yeah. but, but if you want, but if you want an easy one, there's a game called Gobbit, a French game. Gobbit. Oh, oh, oh my god, it's so good. It's um, it's a game where you are uh, a predator. I can't remember what they are. It's been ages since I played. Like a snake, a butterfly, and a fly, or something like that. And oh no, it's a snake, a um, a. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A um, chameleon and a fly. <laughs> yeah. So the snake can eat the chameleon. The chameleon can eat the fly. The fly can't eat anything. Yeah. And you can only eat the same color animal that you are. So if you're a red uh, chameleon, you can eat a red fly, but you can be eaten by a red snake. Mm-hmm. And so you deal these cards out and there are different colors. And so it's this amazing, like very aggressive, hand slammy, I'm trying to attack you, you're trying to defend yourself game. It's so simple and so good. And if we played it now, you'd it's all you'd ever play. It's so oh good. Oh my God, I love this. Yeah. What I find amazing though is, is your, um, you have so much going on and so much you're juggling. You don't drink, do you, Matt? Don't drink. You've never drank. Never drank. Explain this. So, uh, so if you'd have met me 10 years ago and said, why don't you drink? I think the answer I would have given is, well, I'm a bit of a control freak. And I don't like the idea of taking something that's going to make me feel different to how I am. And there is mm. truth in that. But also, my dad was an alcoholic. And I only realised, re- it sounds strange to say, but I only came to realise that in, my, in the last sort of five years. And I look mm. back and go, oh yeah, it makes so much sense. Mm. That maybe I had a distrustful relationship of alcohol. Or I felt very responsible as a kid. And so the idea of me drinking would probably not be, it, it was not an attractive proposition to me. But, but for years, I was like, I think it's just the, a control thing for me. I'm also a really fussy eater. And so I've never, I've also never had like Coca-Cola. Because, oh, have you not? No, because I, I, there's something about the look and the smell and the sound of it. I'm like, ah, not for me. And I feel the same about alcohol. I don't like how it looks. I don't like how it wow. smells. Um, and so, yeah, so I've, so, I've, so I've never drunk. So yeah, I don't know what it is to be 
drunk or hungover. And I think, how do people do it? Because I, sometimes I wake up and I'm really tired. I think, God, how do people do this hungover? Yeah, how do they true. add to this? And, 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 it, and it's crazy what the, um, what alcohol does to your body. I mean, how it dehydrates you and stuff like that. Is your, is your dad alive? He's not, no. How he, did he pass away? He killed himself. Oh man, I had no yeah. idea. So he, he took his own life when I was 20. Oh after, my God. After a very, you know, I said, I think he had bi bipolar. Mm. And he, I mean, he as a kid definitely was an alcoholic when we were kids. But um, he would have these big uh, manic episodes and sort of what you were talking about earlier, like the, the proper mania mania, mm. where he would disappear and do wild, crazy things. Um, and then, yeah, he, he got into a really deep depression, like the sort of depression that I, I hope to never come anywhere near to where he could really not function, like couldn't get out of bed, couldn't go to work, couldn't do anything. Like the world was just a dark, dark just place. no joy. This no joy. Nothing. And he was drinking and drinking secretly as well. We, we thought he'd stop for a while, but he, he, he wasn't. And yeah, he took his own life when I was, mm, I think I was tw maybe 22, 20, oh, yeah, must have been 22. God. And, uh, you know, uh, just <sighs> an, awful, an awful, awful time. I, I, had, um, I had dinner with my sister-in-law last night and her dad died when she was 22 and it's a real important age for anyone because mm. it's the age where you need someone to lead you mm. you know you 22 is where you're going into adult life and you sort of need that sort of structure and that sort of leadership um it's yeah a, it's I, a, it's mean, a, I, I mean i definitely didn't have that from even from like from teenagers with my yeah. dad you know because of his his alcoholism um, but he was I, a difficult, he was a difficult man. But I suppose, we had this question before and, and Alex, uh, Alex has spoken about this, Alex's mum died. And uh, it's, how do you deal with grief? So uh, I, I didn't deal with it well, is the honest answer. I, I ran from it and I hid from it. And um, I was very angry. I think a lot of people who've experienced uh, suicide are often very angry at the person mm. for leaving you, uh, for doing that. To, it feels like a... It feels like it's a, I mean, it's a very violent thing to do to yourself. They have ki literally killed themselves. Mm -hmm. And you think, you've done that and you've, you've left my mom in a situation where she's had to deal with the fallout of that. And I'm angry and um, I, I held a lot of anger. And what I did was bury it all deep. And I went, do you know what? The easiest thing to do is just go back to my, my life. And the story I told myself was, do you know what? I found him difficult. Uh, at times I didn't like the guy. And uh, uh, life goes on. Yeah. come back to my normal life. And then it wasn't until I started therapy, sort of early 30s. And they were like, so, you know, tell us about your family. Tell, and I was, tell us about your childhood. They're like, oh, you classic <laughs> therapist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, like, I was expecting that one. I thought you were going to ask me yeah. what makes me tick. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was like, okay, well, and I said, well, you know, it was quite a happy childhood and I uh, didn't have much going on. And she's like, tell me about your family. Well, I was like, I mean, my mum lives down the road from me, my sister, very close to, you know, my dad killed himself. So there's not much to say there. And she was like, whoa. <laughs> Already <laughs> brushing over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And um, and at that point, she was like, well, we should talk about that more. And I was like, honestly, there's there's absolutely nothing to go to. I'm oh, fine. And then, of course, like three questions later, I'm a, in a ball of tears. <laughs> yeah. Like this grief finally coming up. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so it took a while to kind of work through that stuff. And actually, uh, the, the other thing that happened for me in lockdown with the music was the very first song I ever wrote was a song about my dad because my therapist had asked me to write a letter to my dad and I'd put it off for months, couldn't do it. And then I found myself trying to learn like piano basically in, mm. in, in lockdown. 
And I wrote these chords and I thought, okay, I'll, um, I'll try and write something to this. No intention of writing anything about my dad. And I wrote this line. I was like, oh, that's sort of how I felt about my dad. And then I wrote the next line. I was like, oh, that, I'm now, I'm now I'm writing this song about my dad. And it came out in like 10 minutes. And I, uh, I, I made it and I shared, I sat on it for six months. I didn't play it to literally anyone. Didn't, I, I got my friend Amy to sing on it, so I had to tell her about it because she had to mm. sing it. Um, and then uh, I, put it on, I put it on Twitter and it just went like crazy with, the, with the, the response to it from people who had either had parents who were alcoholics or who were themselves alcoholics or who had lost someone to suicide. And, uh, and yeah, it was an amazing, amazing sort of thing, like... The only serious song I've ever written really was like was was that. I guess like unpackaging it through art is such a nice way of doing it because you're kind of like indirectly directly dealing with it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, but also I, I felt at the time it wasn't like a conscious effort. It was just it was just it ha- it just sort of happened. And I'd spent years avoiding sitting in a room thinking about it. My worst nightmare was to sit in a room and think about your dad. Yeah. And then that's what I did for a whole afternoon. And it was, it was, it was like a weird time because lockdown is a weird time anyway. There was like something in the air that was very mm. unsettling of like, mm. oh, we're all prisoners in our own homes and what's happening with the, we didn't know anything about the virus. And it was like, in that moment, I, I, I thought, for whatever reason, it just, ha- it just sort of happened. It's amazing. You, we spoke about that sort of acceptance at the beginning and then you sort of get to that place of acceptance. And I mean, do you get to a place of forgiveness as well and realise? Yeah, do you know what? It's, it's helped me understand. Oh, it's, it's helped me be more empathetic to his situation. And um, I mean, I still have days where I'm angry at what happened or days where I'm just sort of sad or, or wish that I could have done something different or, or helped in some sort of a way. Um, and, and also feel quite cheated out of aspects of my own childhood and mm. you know i've got i've got uh i've got two kids now i've just I had a had another one about five weeks ago congrats um thanks very much and uh it's it's odd you know you you think oh it's they're never going to meet my dad and that there's a sort of sadness to that but also you find yourself doing things that my dad did that were great and you're like, well, I'm nicking that because that was a brilliant bit yeah. of parenting. Mm. And I think um, it's, it's, it, it can be quite a stain on the rest of a person's life totally. when it ends in that way, you know, in such a painful way. Mm. And uh, as I said, you know, he and I had quite a difficult relationship anyway. And so it, it's, 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 I find it hard to pluck out the sort of little, the good bits sometimes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly a lot more at peace with it than I, than I was. And I suppose then when you have your own family, you realize the importance of family. Like it took me a long time to realize how important family was because mm. I was doing my own thing and doing TV shows and stuff like this. And then, ah, and I don't care. My mum's upset about this. So it doesn't matter. You know, she'll get over it. And then, you know, you, you definitely get to a place where family's everything. Mm. And yeah, it, it, it's odd. I, I, um, you know, like people say, like when you have a kid, like your whole world changes. Like I was living my life for me, and then the next day, I, suddenly it was there was someone else. I didn't have that. <laughs> I didn't have that feeling. I was like, I still feel like exactly the same person, but I now just have this other person in my life that I'm hanging out with a lot and looking after. But I never felt like this grand change. And I thought, God, am I broken? Is something wrong with me? Everyone's like, it's so profound becoming a dad. <laughs> It's changed me forever. And I was just like, I feel exactly the same. Like, literally no change. I just have this other person that's here all the time. I like hanging out Do you with. find it stressful or no? 
Uh, not really. No, that is amazing. Which, which is interesting for someone that worries yeah. a lot. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't very... to worry about that because no, all my anxiety is sort of tied up in me. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you actually in... care about your children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> How you doing, it's buddy? So Good true. to hang out with you again. It, it's yeah. all tied up in you, so you don't have time to worry about yeah. other things. Well, it's just like I, I have no concern. Like, there's no, there's only so anxious you can get with a with a child. It's like you know, as long as they're sort of like alive and th- happy, everything's fine. They're parenting one. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah, it's. Uh, it hasn't, it hasn't had, it didn't, hasn't had that. I, I was really worried that a lot of people are like, oh my God, you just changed forever. It hasn't had that same, that same level, a level of impact. It just feels like a very natural thing that's happened. And I'm very delighted that it has happened, but it hasn't like, uh, hasn't fundamentally changed my perspective <laughs> on life. It's also, we haven't even mentioned that you're hosting Beauty and the Geek. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it came as a bit, as a, a bit of a surprise it's to insane. be honest with that's, you. That's, I love that show. I watched that show on E4 before I <laughs> yes. hosted, on T4, before I hosted T4 back in the day. Like, as a kid, <laughs> I watched it. God. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, really excited to do it. I mean, Mon and I have been looking for like the right thing for us to do for a while. And um, you know what it's like. There's some some things come along. You're like, well, it's a job, but is it the right? Is one? it the right one? Yeah. Mm. And this, we were like, it's so. I mean, it's so perfect. I'm be- beautiful. She's a bit of a geek. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, I, it's a really, it's, it's a really great match. Yeah. No, we're 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 super excited about it. And um, and yeah, it's a. It feels like a. Um, it feels, it feels like the sort of the right next step for us. I mean, I, if if I could, I would only ever just do stuff with Moll forever now. Really? Yeah. Are you that much of a team now, you guys? It's, it's crazy how, I don't know if you've experienced this, but like, you know, you, you have your friends at school and I'm still so tight with all my mates that I went to school with. In fact, I said my mate Reese and I are making this show together. He doesn't even work in telly. He was just like, I've got an idea for a show and now he's an exec producer on a show. <laughs> no, it's like his first job in TV. <laughs> Hi guys. I never worked in this industry before, but here I am. Exactly. It's like your brother in the board game. Exactly. Yeah. It's like he's never worked in the board game. Can we hang like, out? It seems like anyone that comes near you ends up quite successful. Just yeah. through sheer convenience. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I know you already. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I'm really tight with my mates. And then, you know, you make friends sort of in your 20s and stuff when you're kind of like starting jobs. Mm. But when you're, when you're past 30, and certainly after having a kid, I was like, I may never make another friend again. And I'm actually quite content with that because I've got my 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 tiny group of people. And then Moll came and did just as like a guest host on the radio. She wasn't, she was meant to be there for a month. And then we went to have other people. And I'd met her before in the, I'd interviewed her in the band and I'd thought, ah, she's a nice person, but nothing, you know, nothing, not, not, not going to have no significant impact on my life. And then she came in and we did this. They said, Oh, just record a thing. We need something to like trail the shows coming. Just record a chat. And we recorded it. And I came out of it thinking, Oh my God, I've never met a person I've instantly had that rapport with. And I know what she's thinking. And there's something going on where there's, there's a telepathy going on. I couldn't, it's hard to describe. Wow, like electricity. Yeah. And I came out of it and I was like, she should be here all the time. Like literally off, off doing one chat. Like she should really? be here forever. And then she did the show and we got to the end of it. And I was like, oh my God, this show is better with you here. We should, I, what, how do I get you to come and be here all the time? And so, and she got offered another job from another radio station at that time. And half after hearing on the show, and I said, please don't take it. I'm going to, we're going to figure this out. And uh, thankfully, our bosses had had the same thought of like, this show's sounding amazing. And I went to them and said, Look, please, can she come back? And they were like, we've been having the same thought. And then eventually they said, yes, yeah, she's, she's going to come back. And it's, you know, the universe wow. gifted me a, be- a best friend at a time where I thought I already had made all my best friends. 
That it's, is the sweetest thing. Why the frick do you say that about me, Alex? It's not true. I don't, I don't like to lie. But that is the loveliest thing you can say about an individual. Yeah, it's great. We it's and and she she's like um, it's it's the most like sibling like relationship apart from my sister that I've ever had. It's wow. it's so like you know when you feel like you can share everything yeah. and we're we're like each other's mates, therapists. Everything, yeah. In between, you just the songs. got your buddy there, yeah. Like, yeah. We, like, the, no stones left unturned with either of us, and it's um, it's yeah, it's it's an amazing thing to have experienced that as sort of a later a later mm. point in your life. I say a later point in your life, like I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, so, so how old are you? I'm thirty six. Yeah, we're so young. It doesn't matter, Matt. Listen, um, we've taken up so much of your time. I I want to say you throughout my entire career. You know, even when I first met you back and then, you probably don't remember, you have always been so generous with your time to me, especially when I was just some reality star that, you know, whatever. And you've always been so kind. Oh. Uh, you really have. Well, I think I think that's that's an important thing as a human being, whether or not, whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. industry you're yeah, in. Yeah, but, but you, 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 you did that when it probably wasn't needed and you've just always been very generous and kind. And um, the reason why you are so successful is because the, the, the kindness that you sort of absorb from yourself and more people should really take a leaf out of your book. Oh, well, that's very kind of you to say. Oh, God, we're just lots yeah. of kind people now. <laughs> it's true. Um, no, that's very, very nice of you to say. Yeah, I, um, I, I remember starting out in, uh, in telly and I had an experience. I'm not going to name the person, but I had an experience where I was co-presenting with someone and uh, they, I think they saw me as either a threat or um, they didn't like that someone new was there or whatever and they made it their mission to undermine what I was doing. I made their mission to try and, um, to try and, uh, any, any success I could have, it was like, no, I'm going to throw obstacles in your direction. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to make anyone feel like this ever. I'm going to do the opposite of this, which is if anyone ever asks me for advice or, um, is starting out or is, you know, they're maybe scared or they don't have an experience, whatever it might be, I'm never going to be that person that mm. makes them feel like they can't do what they shouldn't do. I'm never going to throw an obstacle in their way. I'm going to try and show them the route to the yeah. thing because it, it had such, I, I remember it so vividly just in that moment thinking, I'm never going to, I'm never going to do this to someone. That is so, yeah. Think, and you, and so you never forget that. I think there's this weird way of thinking that, you know, if someone else succeeds, you can't, mm. but actually in doing that, I think often people then don't succeed because yeah. you end up getting so caught up in their success. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's enough space for everyone to do, do whatever not, not in board games, though. Not in the board yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Stay yeah. the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, if you, suddenly, yeah, yeah. if you have a good idea, please bring it to me first. Yeah. Uh, Matt, listen, thank you so much. Where can we listen to your podcast? Uh, well, I don't know. Wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> wherever. Yeah. And the board games on your website, which is? Well, do you know what? I don't know if they are on our website. We haven't got a website. We're so new. <laughs> but um, uh, if you find me on Instagram, there's a link to yeah. them there. But uh, yeah. They are fab. Honestly, go presents, Christmas presents, anniversaries. Yeah. Anything. Wakes. Wakes. Bring Nog into a wake. It's going to really liven it up. <laughs> it is. They are so great. And they're so imagined. They're so wonderful. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. For coming on the podcast. What we like to do at the end is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Okay. Oh, all right. I've got something for you to inspire you. Um, uh, it's can I give a parenting a piece of parenting yes. advice? So um, I it's a, I feel like this is the greatest parenting hat that's ever been discovered, which is um, if your kid doesn't like doing something and then you get them to do it, 
uh, film their reaction of them talking to themselves for when they then refuse to do it in the future. So broccoli is a good example. Uh. So I got my daughter, she's not want to eat broccoli. She eats broccoli. And then I go, I interview her on camera. What are you eating? Broccoli. How is it? It's good. Do you like it? Yeah. How many thumbs up would you give it? I'll give it two thumbs up. Say to yourself in the future, sell broccoli to yourself. And she'll say, I like broccoli. It's really good. And I go, great. And I save it in my notes under the word broccoli. And I put the video there. And then the next time she goes mad about broccoli, I go, I- I've got someone to talk to you about that. And it's her. And she watches herself and she goes, well, I believe me. So she'll <laughs> yes. eat the broccoli. They've got a point. <laughs> it's the greatest. It's saved so much time in my life. You can basically convince, you, you get them to do it once and then you get them to be the salesperson back to themselves. That's great. That is that useful. Is Matt, thank you so much. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Big episode. Mm. Big episode. I don't think we even need to say that much, to be honest. No. No. Nothing. Great guy. Great episode. I just want to go and play some board games now. Yeah, his board games that he mentioned. I'm going to go and buy some. Can we try and invent a board game? Yeah, let's think about it. You, I know what you'd make. What I make? <laughs> oh, what, the wanking game. Something that's you about to say. <laughs> nah, it'd be like sort of chauvinist. <laughs> oh my chauvinist Weekly, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's the name of the paper that you're going to make for me as well. Everything's chauvinist <laughs> something. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you so much for listening to our episode with Matt Emerson. Um, hey, it's also Mental Health Awareness Week next week. Um, and we're going to be talking about that on the bonus episode. So stay tuned for that check-in because Alex and I are going to really open up. So if you are struggling, if you're going through a tricky time, if you need um, someone to just listen to, because we can't talk to you, so just listen to us, we're going to open up. Um, it's on Wednesday. Get ready for that. Uh, check into our Instagram at Private Podcast. Slide into our DMs. Anything you want to chat about. Um, and leave us a review if you fancy. Um, helps other people find us. Hey, guys. Have a great weekend. Great week. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.